All right, guys, welcome in another Dynasty Wednesday. And I was going through, I think this is the first week all year we have not had a trade since last episode. Yeah, I think teams are pretty, you know, content. Um, I know obviously there have been, you know, we talked about yesterday a couple injuries, but it's at the time where we went through like a week, two weeks where everyone's making trades. So it's tough to give up when teams gave up, you know, gave up a lot of picks and gave up their big home run hitters. Uh, to get picks like myself. So it's definitely kind of like just a sit back, and this is our team right now. Yeah, we got four weeks left, and looking at this playoff picture, nothing's really set in stone except for the top three seeds. We got the four spot at five and five, and the eight spot at four and six. So there's going to be a lot of close, uh, closely watched matchups coming down the stretch here. Yeah, and that eight spot, uh, it's four-game win streak, starting 0-6. <clears throat> He's favored this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say pretty much the, the top three teams are in the playoffs. The bottom yes. two are out, and we still got uh, five teams fighting for two playoff spots or three playoff spots here. So, yeah, uh, before we get into the matchups uh, from week 10, I, again, like we said, no trades happening, but Riley put Demarcus Robinson on the trade block, which we all got a kick out of. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't. I don't think he understood my comment. I literally said, dude, just drop him. <laughs> Question why I said it. Oh, my God. I, if, if you find somebody who wants Demarcus Robinson, let me know. If, um, even if you get a third round pick for him, like you still win. Speaking of a third round pick, I had a dream last night that I was just okay. giving up third round picks. I'm not going to lie. You don't have any third-round picks. You have four picks this upcoming draft, and they're all firsts. Yeah, I got PTSD. All, all my thirds are gone. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, no, nobody really know, noteworthy on the waivers uh, for pickups. So, let's get right into Week 10. Uh, yeah, let's start with my matchup. I, this, this one hurts because I had, This was the week that you, I mean, you could have won. Like, this, we were going hurts. into it. You're playing Kriegs, who's the best team, and his team just put up a dud. Yeah, it didn't help the Cup got injured, but yeah, other than that, Ertz also got injured. But if so, I had three people on by, three starters on by, and I don't, my bench isn't deep because I've pretty much traded away people for picks. So I ended up having to play Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. If I didn't have to play Chase Claypool, I would have played Komet, and that would have gotten me the win, which sucks. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, yeah. That that was my opportunity there for the taking. That would have been a huge win, but that yeah, because then you're five and five, and I mean, like like we had talked about, you know, I, I mean, I'm not in it, so I'm looking for weeks and weeks ahead. And you got your next few matchups are tough. You, you got Jack this week for it's projected to be a close game, but if we just went on projections, that's a loss. And then week twelve, you play Jake, who is the set in second or third place right now, and so that was a much needed win that you that you didn't think you're going to get, but you could have capitalized on. Yeah. I looked ahead for uh, my last four matchups and Jack's last four matchups. I'm assuming it'll come down to us too. Uh, I have obviously Jack and I play each other week 11, which is going to be huge. Uh, but then my last three are versus uh, Jake and then you, which should be a win. No offense. Yep. And no, no, not a, no offense taken. And, and Colton, which I don't know. It's that's a toss up, but that then, is a toss up. And but, yeah, Jack has you. Creeds, Nick, Nick, 
and then Riley. Yeah, so that's uh yeah. Jack, I, I don't want to say Jack needs this more win this week more than I do because we both really need it, but mm-hmm. he's had a tougher stretch the last three weeks than I do. So yeah, he really does. Uh but yeah, Kriegs is my, my team and Kriegs' team both put up 107 and 93. Not great for either of us. Uh but yeah, didn't help the cup and nerds got injured. Um, yeah, and Juju got injured in the second as well. Um, and he had a couple guys on by, but he also had James Conner on the bench, so it was definitely nice for him to see. And now that Eno's out, you know, James Conner, he, he got another starting running back back, so that kind of helps him moving forward with those with those injuries. Do you see Kyler's going to be out, quote-unquote, another week or so? Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> okay. he, has to play, he has to play Derek Carr now against Denver. Or Geno Smith. Geno's on by. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because the other quarterbacks in our the available quarterbacks in our league are Davis Mills, Tannehill, Heineke, Matt Ryan, and Brissett. Those are the top five. Yeah, you gotta just ride with their car, I guess. I yeah, I don't know. I I, I really don't know. I mean the oh, they're all Davis Mills has technically the best matchup, and he's projected the most, but I'm not trusting Davis Mills, I guess. No, the only other guy I would think about is Matt Ryan against Philly, but yeah, I, out of all those guys, I'd play Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, let's get into your matchup. Fucking Colton put up 145 on you. Oh. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I, I, even if I would have had, like, my – I would have had my best week healthy. Like, I would like 145 is a lot, Um, even though it was a three-man. And it was with Kamara doing nothing for him and Clyde getting him zero. And yeah. Clyde getting him two. Jesus. Christian Kirk. Mahomes and St. Brown and McLaurin, 21, really carried him. Yeah, I've it, going forward, I'm assuming Canarius Tony will find his way into his lineups and maybe even Zay Jones, even though he has Christian Kirk. I, yeah, I don't know if you can play both. I mean, he has Pat Frymuth on the bench. You know, I think he can plug him in over Tunyon, which is just a more consistent. Um, I mean, you know, we had talked about it last weekend. You and I got yelled at from Colton, I, or from Nick C at least. Um, but, you know, we had ranked you, Jack, Colton, and Nick C, and it was very tough. I mean, Colton, he's – oh, gosh. His team is just all, like, like I think, like, a wide receiver twos almost. Like, he doesn't have – besides – Amon Ra. Uh, besides Amon Ra. And Amon Ra is, you know, finally getting healthy. But McLaurin, wide receiver two, Kirk to DK Metcalf currently – is a, is a wide receiver 17 in full PPR. Like, he just doesn't have those big guys in Kamara's, but it's been so inconsistent, even though he's a – and he's still a, a running back, too, that he needs those guys to boom for him. That's why I think I put him fourth last week. Yeah, out of the four teams you know, striving for those last two playoff spots, I, I would still put Colton's team as the biggest boomer bust team. He doesn't have as much firepower as the other three. Now, you know, we'll get into Nick's team in a minute with him losing Judy, but – yeah, I, I would say mine and Jack's team are still above Nick's and Colton's so far. So, yeah, even though Jack's team is not deep by any means, Colton's ha- has more depth there. Um, but just the the big boom guys that Jack has just kind of separates them. Uh, your team, Khalil Herbert's on IR now. You gonna plug in James Robinson going forward? Uh, yeah, gonna gonna have to. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's okay though. You, I mean, yeah, I you, clearly it is. Are you gonna put in Eno Benjamin over Torre? Hey, Kyron Williams though, six point nine points. There you go. Yeah, let me go to what I have for this week so far. I have Hurts. Or, no, let's go to week eleven. 
I got Hurts, Algier, Montgomery, KJ Hamler, uh, Pittman, Pitts, Robinson, Noah Brown, and Foster Moreau. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not you're not intentionally losing games. You're just you're gonna lose every game, and you'll get your picks. So yeah, I, and I'm I'm putting my best guys. My I mean, I have two guys on IR: right. Brees Hall and Rashad Penny. Like, right. you know, Renfro's on IR. Like, I have three guys that I would start, but I can't. Yeah, it's not like you're purposely tanking. You just don't have any no. other guys to play. So. Yep. Uh, Team Ryko lost to Jack Black, put up a solid 150. This is – and he doesn't even have Jamar Chase back yet. And Olave only put up seven, and Debo only put up seven. So And Lazard. And yet, I mean, not obviously not that Watson's going to put up 32 a week, but that was nice for him to see, especially with Lazard questionable heading in. Like, it gave you just more confidence um, for moving forward. But he just has just huge home run hitters. Yeah, it helped that Zeke was out. Pollard's not going to score 21 with Zeke in most weeks. So uh, he, it's still basically if he can get solid production out of Dylan, Mostert, and Pollard moving forward, if he makes the playoffs, he can he could beat anybody. 150 can beat anybody. Yeah, I think if for him to, I think, kind of put him in the for sure spot, I would. if I was him, I'd look at trading Debo to try and get a running back. Yeah, I don't. Do you, you talk to him more than I do? I'm assuming. Do you know where he's at with his team? What is what he's feeling with four weeks left? He has talked about getting rid of Debo. He is kind of nervous on you know what is what's his future going to look like. Obviously, he is still super young, but he's not going to be in the running game anymore, especially now with Mitchell being back. Um, so now he's just in a timeshare with Ayuk and Kittle receiving targets, and that's with McCaffrey as well. So he'd definitely be open to trading um, Debo, but. I think he's okay. he's not going to just sell him for a random running back just to plug into his lineup because Debo is still young and very talented. Um, so I, I think that for him to put him in the – especially with the matchups he has coming up, um, I think if he were to get a running back just because all of his running backs are in timeshares that he can't – you know, he, he can't rely on, I think that would kind of put him maybe like that, that – Maybe not fourth, but maybe fifth team. Solidifying there is that fifth team. Yeah, and then for the other side, Jake's team, Henry had an off week, Patterson and Kittle had an off week. But out of the top contenders, he's by he has by far the weakest bench. So he basically needs – and his quarterbacks are Russ, Mariota, and Rodgers. So he basically needs all of his guys to go off every single week, especially obviously in the playoffs, to obviously contend. Yeah, it was. I mean, for him, you look at his bench. Allen Robinson, you two weeks ago, you don't want to play him. Cooper uh, Allen Robinson's in his lineup, and he also does have Rashad White on his bench. Um, he is on bye, so some guys that are coming along, and then obviously just with the Goddard injury, Devonta Smith now should see a couple more targets. So, um, I, I think just with those with the injuries that have happened in the NFL, his team got better because he just had the right pieces. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, Riley's team, 148. Nick's just put up, put up 131 and was on the wrong side of it. Uh, That's because he played Swift. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I'm kind of glad I, I dumped off Swift. He could be good in the future, but this year, I, I don't know if you saw me tweet from the kneel down. Uh, a beat writer asked, what's your uh, ga- gauge your – uh, what's the word? Concern. Con- concern on Swift. And I put Swift this year for redraft, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Red- or Dynasty, 4. I mean, he's still a young running back. He has that injury concern, but he's he's still young. Uh, but, yeah, 
Josh Allen, 21 points. Again, not great, but still a top 10 finish. Riley's team, he just AJ Brown one point. Miles Volta's Eagles dudded, and he still put up one forty eight. So that's the fault of his Vikings boomed for him. Yeah, I really do want to see a Kriegs Riley finals. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I think I mean that's what what I've been saying the whole time. I think it's more those two, and Jake is still he's right there with them. I just think his firepower at receivers. To, is nothing compared. I mean, obviously he has a lot of Henry Jones. Now Carol Patterson's back and JT. Like it, it, he doesn't need to have the firepower with those running backs because they're all when, when fully healthy top 10 running backs. Yeah. Uh, other side of the ball, Judy going down, which really hurts Nick fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, I'm assuming he'll have to play either Najee Harris or Deandre Carter, uh, at least until uh, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams comes back, which they both are practicing. So it's only time. yeah. So yeah, he it looks like he missed the ball to play Carter. Um, but Dotson's back, and now Van Jefferson could be in the lineup again with the Cooper Cup injury. But um, I'm assuming he'll just go Najee just with more of the guaranteed touches moving forward. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I still ten weeks in. I still have no idea how I feel about next team. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, Brandon's team, 112. BJ's team, 143, finally got back in the win column. Uh, he is Justin Fields, so, I mean, <laughs> who, who would have thought Fields would have been the by far fantasy uh, league winners uh, two, for four top five finishes in the last four weeks? It's, well, I mean, like, we, we had said that. I mean, we didn't say this was going to happen, but it was like, hey, you know, he's mobile. He could maybe be relevant. But then the first first four games, I'm surprised he kept them. I mean, I, I get it; he's a young, you know, running or quarterback, so obviously that's why he would have. And he has a couple Bears fans in this uh, league, so he probably knew, or at least I would have thought. I'm not gonna drop him. I'm not. We'll never get him again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you add Fields in with McCaffrey, Chubb, and Saquon. You know, he's he's on the team that has the other running backs, and now you just added the QB one the past the past four weeks. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> His field ceiling is 40-plus points, obviously. I think his floor going forward is 20 fantasy points. I, 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 I still think I'm high on Billy's team just because of his running backs. And now with the emergence of Justin Fields, who any given week can put up 40 fantasy points, I don't know if I want to go against BJ in the playoffs. I'd rather go against Jake's team than Billy's team. Just because of the quarterback? Yeah, and his four stud running backs. I mean, okay, J- I would Jake's four star running backs and his four star running backs cancel each other out. It, but yeah, Jake's team is best quarterback is Roger. Yeah, he has Russ and Rogers. So and Mariota. Yeah, but yeah, BJ's team, watch out. Brendan's team, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I yes, yes, players. Yeah, I mean, get. I mean, Gibson. I, I, I look today. Because someone was asking me, hey, should I, in a, not, not in any of my leagues, and just another friend in another league was asking, like, hey, I have Gibson. This one guy, one of our guys, literally has no running backs to play because bye weeks and injuries. He wants to give me Tua for Gibson. And I'm like, first off, no right away. And then I'm like, what, what, how is Gibson doing like this year? Like, what's his rank? Can you guess his rank in a full PPR? Uh, I'll go. 17. Yep. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it's like, how can you trade away an RB 
RB seventeen. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't. I I would love to just sit him down and talk. I will next Wednesday. I'll see him. I'm gonna. Lo- <laughs> I would. I would love to just see what he's thinking and go through every trade. What what he sees in different players because yeah. it, his team isn't built for win now. Obviously, because he traded away all of his good fucking players, and it's he didn't even get anything returned for the future. So I don't. I don't know. I mean, the uh, yeah, like the emergence of you know Sutton will be relevant now, Hawkinson, but he hasn't. I mean, Jeff Wilson's old, Gibson's young, but yeah, his team's just mid, and he doesn't have picks. Right. Oh. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I, um, I honestly, I think if Jack traded him Debo, which I'm not saying Debo is gonna save his team. And Jack got one of his running backs. Like, I don't know. And maybe, maybe Jack goes in a pick. You know, I really don't know, but that that could help both teams. Like, Debo in a pick, maybe like a second rounder for Gibson, or Gibson and a random like another like bench guy, like MVS maybe. You know, something like that. Wait, where it back, gives Brandon back, back it gives up. Brandon another pick, and then like and a big name who can still get it done. Back up. I don't know. You think Jack would trade Debo and a pick for Antonio Gibson? Oh, I don't know. That would be wild. Well, I'm I'm just like spitballing because like he like because he can't take Jeff Wilson because he has Mostert. I mean, even though like they both produced, but you know, I mean, I know we know Fitz wants picks, right? So I, I mean, I maybe maybe he just sends a second for Gibson. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, he could probably offer it and get it. To be honest, good. Um, yeah, I, I um, don't know. Like they, uh, looking. Uh, yeah, looking forward. Week eleven matchups. Obviously, mine and Jack's are Jack's matchup is huge. Uh, fighting for those wild card spots. Creeks plays Jake. Doesn't matter that much. I guess if they want, if I guess it does. If Creeks wins, Jake drops to six and four, which I mean, and seven. Billy plays me. Billy should win, so or six and f- seven four, seven and four. Geez, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, both those teams are going to finish in the top three most likely. Yeah, um, I mean, this Jake could fight for a first round buy still if he beats Creeks. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely for that purposes is getting that buy, but for it's not going to implicate them not making the playoffs. Uh, but then the next matchup, Riley should beat Brendan. Brendan should drop to three and eight, and pretty much that'll be that for his playoff hopes. Yes. <laughs> Nick and Colton. Me and Jack and Nick and Colton have both wild card huge matchups this week. All four teams that are four and six are playing against each other. You couldn't ask for a better week. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh. The picture will get clear after this week. And Colton, he has two guys on by in yeah. his lineup, so he'll have to change those out. Nick looks Ooh. like he's already changed his lineup to Najee, so there you go. He replaced Judy with Najee, and that's that. Yeah, I'm trying to think on who he'll put out oh, there. He'll put, he'll put Carter for ETN sure. ETN has a bye, which sucks for him, but. I mean, yeah, but, you know, Colton's missing Kirk and DK. Right. But, you know, it's it's even. But I'm just trying to think who Colton will put out there. He should put Pat in over Tunyon. I'm assuming he'll put Michael Carter and Kadarius Tony in. Yeah, or Jacoby Myers, even though it's a tough matchup. But yeah. Jacoby Myers, you know, he just sees targets. You know, I mean, I guess 13 and 6 is the last two games before the bye. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, it'll yeah. be between – he'll pick two between Tony, Myers, and Carter. So I think I would pick Tony. And I wouldn't. Honestly, he should take Clyde out. If he, if he was smart. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, after the dud week of zero carries, why would you not? Yeah, no, it's fair. Um, but yeah, and then BJ should win against you. That'll put you at three and eight with Brendan, and yeah, you'll have the top two picks. Yes, I will. Playoff started today. Kriegs and Riley would still have the buys. Billy and Colton would be playing each other, and me and Jake would be playing each other. So, yeah, fun stuff. Anything else you want to get to before we get to these matchups? Um, I did make a trip. Oh, I don't necessarily um care about it. Oh. It's just a free one. Like, when did this happen? Oh no, no, no. Um, and I trade, and this was before Jamar Chase's news came out that he'll be missing this week as well. But I trade away Jamar Chase. Um, I'm ten and ten. They do like the, the league median or whatever. Um, so if you don't have above a certain amount of like average points, you get an L or a dub. Yep. Um, and for this, the top three teams they go on and play like, the next like best three teams. It's just like a huge uh, fantasy pool. Um, so I'm right in the middle, and my team's just on the upside right now. I have Fields, Jones. Uh, let's go to last week, I guess. Uh, Fields, Jones, Henderson, Adams, Alave, DK, Pitts, Mooney, Robinson, um, Campbell, Drake, I had Jam- and Jamar Chase um, as well. So, obviously, you I, I needed RB help. Um, so, I tried getting a two-for-one, and I sent Chase away, and I got Montgomery and Cooper. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you needed depth, and I don't know if you could have waited to another two weeks. No, this is, the last, this is the last week Oh, for trades in this Ooh, league. Yeah, well, yeah. trade deadlines are coming up. Obviously, not in our Dynasty League, but mm-hmm. yeah, either this week or next week for redraft. Yeah, so, I mean, it was like, for teams that, you know, need to make like that late push just to make the playoffs, Chase, it's not looking like he's going to play this week. And if you want, I, obviously, Chase is a league winner, but it doesn't matter if you're not going to make the playoffs. Like, what do you do with guys who are, you know, a guy like Chase, who they hope he can come back for week 12. Like, do you try and trade him and get a two for one? So you make the playoffs and. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about Chase and Cooper cup. I guess if you're, if you have solidified your, your playoff spots, you're a hundred percent in, then you keep them. You just wait it out Mm -hmm. and hope you still, you know, if you're in the first round by category, hopefully you can get that by without, you know, Obviously, you're going to keep them. If you're just on the inside or just on the outside of making the playoffs, I don't. I think you try and trade them off. I making the playoffs is more. Would you rather make the playoffs without those guys and have a chance to win at the championship, or keep those guys in your bench hoping to make the playoffs and miss them, and then they're useless anyways? Right. So that that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, and you can get a lot. You'll get you can get a lot for both. Like again, I got. Montgomery, who I went, I had sent sent another trade before, but then the Khalil Herbert news came out, and then I went after Montgomery. Right. Um, and then I got Amari Cooper, who is a top, a wide receiver too, um, and replaced. You know, so that was like my replace. Like, oh, I mean, you can get a two for one for those guys without a doubt. Yeah, Cooper's a wide receiver fourteen on the year, and you just got Monty too, where Herbert's going on IR. And the past three years, I sent you that tweet. Monty's been <laughs> blowing it up the last half of the season every year. Yeah, so it. I mean, obviously, it sucks that this league isn't for money because it would be a lot of fun. It'd be really interesting. Um, but it's just something to look at for those guys that you do have on those two guys that we just mentioned. And 
try and get a two for one and make the playoffs. Because who knows if Cup even comes back? Like, Cup is going to be on is gone for four weeks. They are probably not going to be in the playoffs. Why would they bring him back? He might was, be out. For, like they might not even play him the rest of the year. I was just about to bring up that point. If the Rams are out of playoff contention in four weeks or less, why would they rush him back? He's right. He's the MVP of their team. He's one of the best players in the league. Just get him healthy for next year. Yeah. So try and trade him before. I've seen Dynasty don't trade him, Kriegs. Um, but for for redraft, go ahead and get rid of him. Like yeah. you're gonna get a lot for teams. Trade them to the guys who are in first place. Like they're they're gonna look at him like, holy crap! I I'm already in the playoffs. This is gonna help me for when it comes to winning it. And he might not even play. Right. Uh, before we move on, I did uh, on last ninety-six web episode. You asked what the tiebreakers were. I found that out. And obviously, first place or first is record. Second place goes for points four. So if people are six and seven or whatever or six mm-hmm. and eight, it put points four. If for some God knows what reason. <laughs> People tie for points for it goes for most points against. So there you go. One, two, three in order. Points for points against. Okay. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the Thursday night game. Oh yeah. baby, Packers, Packers fans coming oh. off that uh, that big win after a five game skid. There's hope again. <laughs> There's hope. They're favored by three. There's yeah. snow in the, there's snow on the ground. Yeah, over under 41. It'll be a low, low scoring ground to pound game. I'm assuming Rogers will throw mate one to two touchdowns. But yeah, it's good. Most Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones are going to take over this game. Yes, and I mean you're playing them. Uh, Rogers, he was only relevant. I don't want to say only because how quarterbacks are relevant because he threw for touchdowns, but he didn't have the yards to go with it. He didn't have the pass attempts to go with it as well, but. There are four teams on by this week. Um, those teams are Dolphins, Seahawks, Tampa, and Jags. Technically, Geno and Tua are top 10 quarterbacks right now. And Lawrence is like a top 12. Brady, we said 13. So those are quarterbacks that ha- are in lineups because there obviously are other buys. I think Rodgers is a solid dart throw this week, a solid stream. Tennessee is 29th against the quarterbacks. For what it's worth, last time Rodgers played Tennessee, week 16 of 2020, QB5 finished with four touchdowns. And that was just an, that was when. That was Packers a snowy were, game, too. Yeah, that's when. That was the A.J. Dillon breakout game, if you remember. Yeah. That was just a great. Oh, that was just pure. Like, that was. Oh, Pete <laughs> Packers. I, it it, it was brings just you back. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, but Aaron Jones, obviously, in your lineup. I, I still personally don't trust A.J. Dillon. Uh, are you playing? No. No. No, the Titans, they, they, what they lack in against stopping the, the pass, stopping the run, they are fourth against uh, fantasy running backs right now. Um, so even, you know, Jones obviously got in your lineup because he can finish as the overall RB three or higher. But Dillon just hasn't proven it. He looked good as a football standpoint, but not fantasy last week. So Dillon's still on the bench. Uh, Lazard, I would still play Lazard. Christian Watson, people are picking him up the, off the waivers this week. I did I, get him in one league. Tennessee ranks 30th against fantasy wide receivers, but I still view Watson as a big boomer bust receiver. He is, and Lazard is questionable. He was limited at practice yesterday. So, and it, again, it's Thursday. I mean, I don't – Packers, they obviously need this win. So, they want to get their guys in there. Like, this isn't like – if they're if they were 7-3 and – Lazard might sit because they can afford a game, but they can't afford. So I think with Watson, 
I think you're just going to throw him in because Lazard might be out, and he might not be used as much in the passing game. Because at least, I mean, he was he is used a lot in the in the blocking game and the running game. He's really good at it. So even if Lazard plays, I think Watson is going to be a safe flex play. Just a safe flex play. Okay, I I don't know about safe flex play, but we'll see. What do you consider safe point wise? Like full a, point a, PPR a, for a receiver, ten. Yeah, in a full PPR standard one flex leagues, as my safe flex play, I would want ten points from. Okay, and I don't I don't know if Watson. You can say he's safe for ten points on any week in any matchup. So I think if Lazard is out this week, because not Cobb won't be back this week, it makes no sense to bring him back in a short week when you're going to get you know ten days off for next week. If if Lazard's out, Watson is a for sure probably moves into almost a wide receiver two option possibility. I, yeah, I would agree. If if Lazard plays, I'm not playing Watson. But if Lazard is out, I'll, I'll put Watson into my flex. Okay. Um, and then Titans, it's just it's Derrick Henry, and that's it. Yep, no need to get into that. No. It's <laughs> uh, going into the noon games. We got Bears Falcons. This is going to be another shootout. High, one of the highest over unders. I think it might be the highest. Fifty uh, points. I would hope so. Fa- Falcons yeah, are Falcons are three point home favorites. Fifty over under. I mean, lock Justin Fields in for another another thirty fantasy points at least. Yeah, I mean, this is just going to be a fun – it should be, on paper, a good fantasy matchup for every good player. Yeah, Bro's just the QB4 on the year after what he's been doing. Monty with Herbert out now. Monty's in your lineup every single week. He's. Uh, I haven't posted my TikTok video yet, but Monty's one of my starts. Uh, Mooney's in, too. Yeah, Mooney's definitely in. The Falcons are the literally the worst team against wide receivers. Yeah, uh, Claypool is not in, unfortunately, though. He's not on the field enough. Uh, I'm hoping this is uh, this is the game he gets integrated in because it probably will be high scoring, but I don't know. Uh, and then Cole Komet, don't be stupid. He's into the don't be stupid category. You play Cole yeah, Komet. He, you're riding the heater. If you get if you get burned on it, oh, well. Like he He's he's probably won you weeks, definitely the last week. Um, and Atlanta, they're kind of right. In the middle, I guess 22nd against tight ends, but that's kind of skewed from last week in that monsoon where they gave up less than one point to the Panthers tight ends, and I couldn't even name you the Panthers tight end. Tommy uh, Trumbull, Notre Dame. And there is another guy, I think. <laughs> or, you know, I think he's with the Jags. Never mind. But, exactly, like, they didn't play anyone, so that is definitely helping their case. But, yeah, Komet's in. But Falcons side of the ball, what are you doing? I mean, Bears, are, Bears suck against the run, but – Patterson's in. What about Algier? Oh, I don't know. Algier in a one flex league, that's risky. In a multiple flex, you might have to play him, but Patterson, I agree with you there. Patterson's definitely in. Algier might be a good start sick question for TikTok throughout the week because I'm assuming there'll be a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but you kind of kind of glossed over Mariota. I think Mariota's a fine streamer this week, too. He could be. Um, I mean, yeah, Bears defense, we know it's one of the worst in the league. But just to hit on Algier, because I have his stats up, since Patterson's been back, so the, the four games kind of leading up with Patterson out, his snap percentage was 60, 57, 62, 60. Since Patterson's been back, it's been 38 and 48, and his touches have dropped as well. 
So I, I mean, you, you can't forget about Caleb Huntley taking away touches too. So. Exactly. So I, I think honestly, Algiers a sit this week, even though it's a good matchup. The it's trending towards Cordero, and then they again they do have Huntley, like you mentioned, and Mariota rushes for five, six times a game as well. Right. Uh, the pass catcher, I will say. Drake London, wide receiver, twenty-seven last week. He's finished five or three straight games over five targets. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I want to say he's a flex play this week, despite his low volume and his low usage. But yeah, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna start him this week. This you're, you're riding them. I'm I'm gonna ride with Drake London this week. I think I think he'll have a a better finish than the wide receiver twenty-seven last week. All right, Bears are 11 against wide receivers. They've been very up and down this whole year. They'll suck. They'll be great. They'll suck. They'll be great. Um, so I, He's a guy that if you're going to ride his touchdown last week, sure, by all means. But if you don't want to, it totally makes sense. Kyle Pitts. I, don't. <laughs> I, I am playing Kyle Pitts in this matchup, but I don't love it. Yeah, the Bears are actually pretty good against tight ends. They've only had three games or two games that has been a, a the tight ends um, have finished in the top ten. Um, I mean, ugh. You I play mean... Him, you play him because like the opportunities are just there for him. I think he's like fifty third in like catchable balls. Like. Not great. Like he, they're just awful throws, and he's wide open. So like, you hope the hope is just that Mariota hits on one of the eight targets. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you watch Falcons games, which I'm assuming most people don't, but in the red zone, he's never blocking. He's literally a receiver putting up this shit, these, these shitty numbers. It makes no sense. He'll either get you four or sixteen this week. Well, let's hope for twenty. Well, I, that'd be great, too. I mean, but he's uh, literally in. He's playing all the time. I think there have been a couple of games when he was banged up. But when he's fully healthy, he's seeing 90% of snaps, 80% of snaps. Yeah. So, yep, I have Pitts in two of my leagues. I think I'm going to have to play him in both my leagues. It's fun, uh, though, isn't it? Yeah. Bills, Browns. Bills are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites, 42-and-a-half over-under. But the big storyline is at least two feet of snow. For this <laughs> so, yeah, that over under is going to drop to like 30. If you're the I'm serious question, though, if you're the Josh Allen owner or if you're the owner of most of these guys, I don't know if I'm I feel comfortable playing Josh Allen this week. I think you. I mean, if jo- if it was a, uh, a non-mobile quarterback, but Josh Allen, we literally saw last week, he did shit in the air and had 80 rushing yards. Like, I think that's what he'll do this week. And the Browns' defense stinks. I mean, they do, but still, that that's going to be a wild game to predict. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with this with this game. Uh, Devin Singletary, uh, he posted up his second top twelve finish of the year last week. Uh, Fifteen opportunities, thirteen attempts, thirty or forty-seven on the ground, two touchdowns. Play Singletary. Play both running backs this week because they're not going to be throwing the ball. Yeah, and the Browns are the second to worst against running backs. They gave up in a half point PPR. They gave up fifty one point six point fantasy points to the running backs in Miami last week. Jesus. So I wish it wasn't a snowy day because I think Singletary would be a must start for this week. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Diggs, you can't sit Diggs, but I'm I'm fading Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis this game. 
as yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play as little a little amount of players in this matchup as I possibly can. Yeah, Cleveland, they're right a little in the middle, 18th against receivers. Diggs is gonna be their safety net like he always is. He'll probably he'll probably get eight catches on 12 targets, but he'll probably only be for like 55, 60 yards unless he can break one. And this is if the weather somehow it's not gonna just not snow there. But if it's only a couple inches, then obviously you can be confident playing, you know, Gabe Davis as well. And the same thing goes for Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. If you have other options, I would look for other options in this game. I'm not going to lie. Chubb's the only only guy I'm playing in this matchup on the front side. Well, and you don't play Amari Cooper on the road. Have you heard about all this? Uh, I think so. I think I saw a tweet, but you can. He, like, averages three fantasy points on the game on the road. And do you know about home or no? Well, he's a top 14 receiver, so I'm assuming a lot more. That's wild, actually. Let, let me go and check really quick. Mark <laughs> Cooper. Um, all right. So, at Carolina, four, so all his ads, 4.7, 1.9, 6. His home games, 25, 23, 20, 14, 22. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Putting something in the water in Cleveland. <laughs> he likes his mattress. He does. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to watch the weather throughout the week. So stay tuned for updates on this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles, Colts, Colts are a six and a half points home underdog, 44 and a half over under, uh, Eagles coming off their first loss of the season. I'm assuming they'll bounce back, but Hey, you never know. Colts coming off Jeff Saturday's win. So, <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, JT, there shouldn't be any questions, but if you are for some reason, because you see the eight and one record, the Eagles are 18th against running backs, and their last five games, they've given up over 20 points in half-point PPR to running backs in the last five um, – or, excuse me, four out of five games. Uh, they had one against Damian Pierce where he just got 16. Well, you're not sitting JT, so. No, but if you, for some reason, you had questions. Yeah. Uh, Hurts, don't be stupid. Miles Sanders finishes the RB38 last week, but – yeah, I was coming off of uh, running back 14, 16, eight finishes. So Sanders is still comfortably in your lineup uh, as well as AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, in my opinion. So I got, I went, I was, you know, I'm thinking of my starts and sits. I already have them written down and Devonta Smith is just a huge, huge question for me uh, in this matchup. Um, I mean, obviously, so on one side, Goddard's out. So yep. He should see more targets by mm-hmm. all means. But we have seen the Colts are one of the best when it comes to stopping uh, wide receivers. They're literally the second best. They only had one game where they gave up um, a total wide receiver finish of 10. And that was week two against Jacksonville. Only Devontae went off on them. Like, all the other pass catches for the Raiders last week didn't. They, they just don't give up points to the whole wide receiver group. One guy might have a good game. So that's why like, I'm so undecided, and I, and I actually put Smith as a sit this week. I I don't agree with you there because he's still seeing 24% of the team's target share, and Dallas Goddard is out. Right. So I I mean, sit, so I guess temper your expectations then. I would personally play Smith in a one-flex league, but – I know. I, I was about to have him as my, as my start when I saw the Goddard news, and I saw they're playing the Colts. I'm like, oof. It's yeah. just – People are going to be so tempted to play him. So, yeah, I, I think lower expectations. But, I mean, it, it, the team is 26 in pass attempts. Like, they just don't throw the ball a lot. So, his 24% target share, it's on a very low volume already. 
Yeah, um, I, I get it. And he's coming off three bad weeks in a row outside of top 24. Yeah, so that so just spoiler, he's on my sit, but I could easily see him going for like seven and eighty, you know? Right. Uh other side of the ball. I have to stream Matt Ryan this week, but I'm not uh not happy. Ew. I know. I'm just hoping for a high scoring game on Philly side and the Colts have to play catch up the whole time. You're really gonna ride his thirty nine yard touchdown run? Yeah, let me. I think it's in it. It's in my one of my redraft leagues. Let me. Let me go okay. pull up the waiver wire. If for uh, some reason you have other options, please do. Philly's number two against the quarterbacks. So. Yeah, I got I got Geno on a buy, and I still have Deshaun Watson waiting for suspension. Uh, oh. The other, uh, Taylor Heineke, Derek Carr still on the waivers, but I don't trust Derek Carr against Denver. Well, Baker Denver is May- the first team is the first is the best against the quarterbacks. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Brian Tannehill. So I'm I'm riding Matt Ryan this week. Ugh. I know. <laughs> There's yeah. no Kenny Pickett. And, and no, and I'm five and five, and this is pretty much a must win here. So. Oh, that's just gross. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but JT's in your lineup. Uh, pass catchers. Uh, you still have to keep playing Pittman. I think. Hundred uh, percent. And then Paris Campbell, as long as Matt Ryan's in there, I'm playing him. Yep. Philly is top 10. They're number nine against receivers. Um, they've kind of been middle of the road the past couple of weeks since their bye week. Uh, we saw Terry McLaurin, McLaurin have a really good game uh, on Monday. So Pittman is in and Campbell, he's just going to be their dump off man now that they don't have Hines. Uh, Jets, Patriots, second matchup of the year. Patriots are three-point home favorites with a 38-and-a-half over-under. Who won the first game? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, no. I I can go check really quick. I think that I think the no the Patriots did because the Jets yeah. were like, okay, we're the better team. This is our statement game, and the Patriots just fucking beat them. Yeah, twenty two seventeen. I'm assuming the whole Patriots scheme is gonna be stop the run and make Zach Wilson beat them, which he won't. So the Patriots will win this game. I think so too. I uh, yeah, I I think I'm uh, putting James Robinson as one of my sits of the week this week. Just because I don't think Carter or James Robinson will have a good game, uh, it's really Garrett Wilson and nobody else on the, on the Patriot or the Jets side of the ball. I'm willing to play. Yeah, Patriots. They are fourth against receivers. I had said to sit him last time against the against the Patriots, and he had a really good game. So I think Garrett Wilson has put himself as a worst case flex option just for this week. But I think moving forward, he's a wide receiver too. Uh, we're not playing Zappy or Jones. Whoever decides to play this game. Uh, Stevenson's in your lineup, but Damian Harris, I don't know if he's in my lineups. He, he came, he was hurt, hurt week six, week seven. He came back, put up one and a half fantasy points week eight. He was supposed to be quote unquote healthy, put up 6.2 fantasy points on 13 opportunities injured again, week nine. So if he comes back, I'm assuming it's still going to be the Ramondre game. Yeah. Jets are allowing against four games they've kind of quieted them their worst game in those in that four game stretch was against Ramondre um back on week eight other than that they shut down the running game um so Stevenson in Harris out even if he's healthy pass catchers Jacoby Myers he's still basically the only wide receiver I'm willing to willing to start I'm not happy about it but if I have to start him go ahead and start him Yep, same kind of they're the same they're almost like the same team very limited at the quarterback spot, good running backs, one good receiver, and a really good defense. Like they're they're literally playing each other. 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Jacoby Myers, the last time New England played against the Jets, they put up the wide receiver group total, put up 19. Um, I think that's when Jacoby had a really good game, though. But he's going to have sauce on him. Sauce is one of the best rookie, or not just rookies, but corners in the league. So I think he'll be a low-end flex play at best. Uh, Rams go to the Saints. Rams are, or Saints are four-point home favorites. Over under <laughs> over under thirty nine. Uh, I think that's the Cooper Cup effect. Yeah, well, I guess Stafford's still questionable, but even if he's playing, you're not playing him. Doesn't have Cooper Cup. Uh, backfield not playing anybody. Allen Robinson, I'm willing to play just because Cooper Cup's out. Should see it more uh, more of a target share. Uh, but if people picked up Van Jefferson or Spence Karanik, I'm not willing to play either this week. I'd like to see who emerges as that, as that clear wide receiver too. Yeah, I, even Robinson, again, he's now the wide receiver one, but pump the brakes when it comes. I mean, I, I, I think he's a good play. I think he's going to be a good play for the next four weeks. Um, but the Saints, yeah, they're 16th against receivers, but their last three games they've had, as a Saints defense, a 6-3-7 and seven finish against wide receivers. Like, they've been elite the last three games, and you're going to bring in a, a, a possible – possibly a backup quarterback – yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but for I've, me, Higby's in for me. Yeah, Higby's in for me too. I don't uh, care if the Saints have a really good. They, they are the best against tight ends. I really don't care. Um, they're good. Higby's gonna. Get, I think guaranteed Higby sees eight targets. Oh yeah, hopefully it doesn't goose on those eight targets. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm not hitting the panic button, even though I finished this RB 36 last week. That was the first time outside the top 24 since week three. So Kamara should be fine. You obviously you're not sitting him. Uh, same thing with Olave. He sees too many, too many targets and there's nobody really else to throw the ball to. So I'm still playing Olave. Yep. hundred percent Arizona or Arizona. Um, wide receivers put up 36.7 half point PPR against them last week. Um, and that was with a backup quarterback. So I think they are a little vulnerable, even though they do have Ramsey. Um, so I think Alave, low end wide receiver two, uh, high end wide, or low wide receiver two, worst case of, you know, wide receiver 35 finish. Yeah, even with his boom and bust weeks past few weeks, he's still averaging eight and a half targets on the year and 73 yards. So yeah. he's, he's still a safe flex. flex. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Juwan Johnson, we told people to pick him up off waivers. Are you streaming him this week? <laughs> it is a gross question to ask, but it will be asked. It is. Um, Juwan Johnson I just wish Kyle I Pitts? just wish they would put um, Jamison. I just feel like Jameis gets me excited for the Saints in general. We're like, I, like I'm playing Kamara and Olave, but I'm not excited about it now just because Dalton's there and he just limits them. I would say Dalton's just a average game manager he's not he's not going to do anything special you can't even say he's a yeah average might be a nice word they're three and seven right i mean yeah blake bortles was a game manager <laughs> uh, but yeah i i would i would like to see winston as well but who knows when or if he'll come back uh three more noon matchups to get to uh we got lions and giants the giants are only three points home favorites 45 and a half over under Lions back-to-back division wins. Are we jumping on the Lions bad bandwagon now? No. No. Okay. Well, no. yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, if if Swift and they still had Hawkinson, like if they still had all the maybe, but no. 
Uh, the only two ple- two people I'm playing on the Lions, well, they're both not named Swift. It's Jamal Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, the Giants yeah. are one of the top the top teams against running backs of seven. So Jamal Williams will get his opportunities that are more a lot more guaranteed than Swift. And Swift don't want to have the second guy in a, against a good defense. Yeah, over the past three weeks, Joe, our Williams is almost averaging 17 opportunities a game. So, I mean, you, you, you can't sit someone like that, especially where the quote-unquote RB1 is. We don't even know how injured he is still. He's obviously still on the snap count. Yeah, and I mean, God, the Giants have a good, just good defense. They're, you know, they are the fifth against wide receivers as well, but they're very top 10 week, and then they'll have a bottom 10 week. So they're very up and down. There's no other guy to catch the balls. Amonra, it's, it's an easier guy to play. Uh, other side of the ball, Silver Lions still ranked last, last against quarterbacks. I'm streaming Danny Dimes this week. Yeah, I had said that, and then he disappointed for me against Seattle. So I haven't taken the knife out of my back yet. Well, all right. Uh, well, I, I played him last week. He finished just outside the top 12. 18 fantasy points is pretty much all you want from your streamer. So if he gets that against Detroit, you're happy. Yeah, and I mean, Saquon should be a smash hit. Like, I mean, 35 attempts, you're playing him by any means. But you're not questioning it. Um, but the Lions, if you look at what they've done, they're 26 against running backs. And that was because the first four weeks they were just god-awful. Had six, the worst six finish. Um, but their last three games, Miami, good backfield. Packers, good backfield. Bears, obviously, Fields did it to them. But the Bears have good running backs. They've all finished. The Lions have had top 10 finishes against those three teams. You're not, you're, you're, again, you're playing Saquon, but is this kind of shifting your mind for the Lions moving forward? No, not, not yet. I, no? I okay. can't. Uh, the pass catcher is uh, Darius Slayton. He's finished four of his last five games over double digit fantasy points. I mean, people thought Wandale was going to emerge for uh, the wide receiver one. It's looking like Slayton is. Uh, if you need a flex play with these bye weeks up here, Slayton should be a fine play this week. I just don't know if I can wrap my head around it. I mean, the numbers don't lie. I, no, they don't lie. And, I mean, I don't, I, I'm don't. i pretty sure this was a real quote. Um, so, don't, you know, don't quote me on it, but I saw it. And it was not, I mean, who knows, you know, verified accounts now. You know, you can't, you can't really trust them. I hate that. I know, but it was from a verified, you know, you know, sad, you know, ESPN analyst um, as well. So I'm kind of hoping that it's true. They had interviewed um, that da- um, Jesus, Giants head coach. I can't think of his name. Brian Dable. Dable. There we go. I get Dabo in there, Dable Sweeney, but Dable. And they had asked, "What are are you guys able to win a game if you throw the ball 35 times?" And he said he couldn't answer that. Oof. I don't know if that's true. As you're, if you're Daniel Jones, how does that make you feel? Exactly. So, and you know, he's a really good coach. So I don't think, again, I don't think it was true. But if it is, I'll try and find the tweet um, again. But that just shows that they don't want to pass. And Danny Dimes isn't winning you fantasy matchups. I mean, because of his passing. Right. They're seven and two, four and one at home for a reason. So if don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That'll do it for that matchup. Uh, Panthers, Ravens, Ravens should easily win this 12 game. 12-point favorites. Yeah, 42 oh and a half over, God. or 42 over under. Doesn't give the Panthers a lot of points. I can't do that math, but I know it's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Panthers side of the ball. 
Foreman, Foreman's tough for me. Chuba Hubbard should be back this week. I'm assuming it'll be still probably 60-40 Foreman, but Chuba was back last week and he su- he sucks. I just I can't I can't wrap my head around playing Foreman every freaking week. Well, no, I mean again, you have to have I mean, if you played Atlanta every week, then for sure. Right. But I mean Baltimore, they figured it out better in the run game. They still gave up a lot to Saquon, to Chubb, and they played, and they shut down Kamara before the bye week. I think, again, Foreman, I think his floor will be the RB27. Oh, that's a low floor. That's a flex, though. That's a flex spot. And if you got guys on bye week, I mean, again, you got two Dolphins players for running backs. You have ETN on by. You got Ken Walker on by. You have now the two Buccaneers running backs. So I think just from those teams that have good running backs, he is a, he is in your lineup. And just if 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 he finishes outside of the RB two, got to be okay with it. But he could score a touchdown. Yeah, I I would have to agree with that. I guess. What about DJ I, Moore though? Though since Baker's playing, I was just about to say DJ Moore goes back into irrelevant category. <laughs> just irrelevant. He does. He is irrelevant. He, Baker does not want to throw the ball to DJ Moore. He he can't play Terrace Marshall anymore. He he almost goosed last game. Again, it was bad conditions, but he had that one forty-three yard catch. That's all he late in the game. That's all he did. DJ Moore is non-existent anymore. You can't play any pass catchers anymore. All right. Uh, and the other side of the ball, Gus Edwards is still questionable. If he's out, you play Kenyon Drake. But if he's in, I'm not playing either. We have no fucking clue who's going to take over this backfield. Uh, so it's basically Lamar and Mark Andrews if he plays. Yeah, and if he doesn't, just plug in likely. Uh, and left. Duvernay, again, you know, just another – he's kind of in that people's Jones category. I think people's Jones is better. But Duvernay is a solid, you know, flex. Maybe if you're in a, a two-flex league – uh, he's a solid play. Carolina, they're, they're booty. Uh, last noon game. We got a lot of noon games. How many three o'clock games do we have? Oh, well, we got three of them. Uh, the Commanders and Texans. It's gonna be a gross game, but That's Commanders, could, Commanders could be six. They should be six and five and solidly in the hunt after this game. Yeah, that's uh, just but, gross. But yeah, the Commanders are three points road favorites. Forty and a half over under. Uh, Taylor Heineke stunk up the game, even though they put up 32 <laughs> points. Not playing Heineke. Uh, I'm looking up JD McKissick news. He is still questionable. He's still listening to the injury report. Good. If he, if he, yeah, if he's out, I'm playing both Brian Robinson and both. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, Houston ranks dead last against running backs, and again, half point PPR, 30.2 points per game. Uh, we saw what Saquon did last week. Obviously, he's really good, but then the Eagles. Henry, Jacobs, like all these guys have had top 10 finishes um, as a whole unit on the Texans the last four weeks. Uh, as far as pass catchers go, it's still Terry McLaurin and nobody else in my mind. Yeah, the, they're, real, they're they're actually pretty solid against the pass because they just simply can't stop the run. And I just see Washington just trying to control the game, not put the ball and make Taylor Heineke throw it 30-plus times. So, yeah, it, it's, it's just – um, scary Terry. Uh, other side of the ball, Eno Benjamin got signed to the Texans, which doesn't worry me too much. Not for bad. this game. Not no, for this game. right. Going forward, it doesn't worry me too much about Damian Pierce. He'll still get 20 plus opportunities a game, but he won't be, he, his ceiling won't be those 30 opportunities. So Benjamin yeah. will, will cut into those. Yeah, it definitely sucked to see that just because Pierce 
everyone, everyone's just been on the whole Pierce train the whole season. It's been true. And now you're starting to work about for Dynasty and his future. What's what's that going to look like? And, you know, Eno's on a, still on a rookie deal. Like, he's cheap. They're not going to get rid of him. Right. Um, and then Pat, as far as pass catchers goes, Brandon Cooks, three, four straight finishes outside the top 35. Nico Collins, three of his last four weeks, double-digit fantasy points. In deeper flex leagues, I would I would look to play Nico Collins. I think I might have to in our uh, in our three flex dynasty league this week. Yeah, and Washington twenty fourth against the receivers. They started off awful. It picked it up a little bit better. We saw they kind of handled AJ Brown, Devonta Smith last week. Um, uh, so kind of just temper your expectations again. It is the passes are coming from Davis Mills. So definitely best case, I think they're both flex plays. Like I don't, I don't even know if they'll finish as a wide receiver three. Well, that'll do it. Tomorrow we got our Thanksgiving draft. This is going to be a good one. I've been I've been pondering this for a while. I know because well, you get the first pick, so I you're know. you're automatically going to win unless for some reason you literally just brain fart. We we both so we can't draft turkey. Turkey's obviously it's it's not the one hundred and one in our books, but it's the main dish. You can't if if one team has turkey, they're probably going to win just because it's a Thanksgiving draft. So it's only sides and desserts or whatever else. That's so so, so no meat then. Yeah, yeah, you can do meat. I my family okay. makes makes like ham and chicken for people who don't like turkey. You can do anything okay, okay, besides good. turkey. I had a meat on there, so okay, I just want to make sure. So yeah, Mason and I both agree. We haven't told each other our top three, but I'm assuming we both have the same top three. So I should be getting two of those three. Yeah, but uh, I think but my, I, I... my fourth pick or my the fourth pick total, my second pick, like that's gonna make or break your draft. It is, it is, <laughs> but it's, it, I don't know. I don't want to give it anything away, but yeah, I w- I'm really excited for it. Cause Thanksgiving, it is a fun, it is a good holiday. It's good eating, it's food, football, but um, for me, it's still the fourth best, just in my opinion. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll have our start sits, uh, weekly picks, last five match, five or six matchups we didn't go over and our Thanksgiving draft tomorrow to get you ready. So yeah. Follow us on TikTok at the Kneel Down, Twitter at the Kneel Down Pod, and we will see you tomorrow. See you then.